2: Two, two pitch. Swing a long Deep
0: left. Way okay, so uh, welcome everybody to the Baseball America podcast. I'm Alexis Bernicke, and I am here with Team Canada Olympic hopefuls Kellen Daglin and Jacob Robson, trying to make this podcast as Canadian as we can, bringing Baseball America back to its Canadian roots magazine that started in White Rock British Columbia for those who don't know I don't know you guys probably didn't know that um, so before we get into everything I kind of want to get a rundown of your team Canada experiences right now you guys are in Florida um, preparing for to compete for an Olympic bid but uh, if you can give me a rundown of kind of what Team Canada teams you've played on Jacob I'll start with you right from that like first tryout your mom, Made you go to with the scouting bureau and and how you got your start to now?
1: Yeah, um, that that's a bit of a long story, but to to make it a little more brief, uh, I was not on the junior national team as at the beginning of my grade eleven year, and I would follow a lot that team along. And my mom basically convinced me to email Greg Hamilton, the the head coach of the junior team. Uh, he asked if I was going to uh, a certain scouting like showcase and I was not invited but I took that as the invite I went not thinking anything of it and was on the team after that um and remained on that team all the way through grade 12 of my senior season so I was on that team for about a year and a half the junior national team which is an amazing opportunity we got to travel all around the world we came in second in the world in 2012 Uh, We lost in the finals in Seoul, South Korea, which is an amazing experience playing, uh, you know, in some high stakes games as a young high school player and um, went off to college, uh, was drafted by the Tigers in 2016. And then my first experience with the, the men's senior national team was in 2019, and that was in Brazil for the Pan Am Games qualifying tournament. Now, all of these tournaments we play in, they have to be our organization has to approve of them, um, of us, of us playing for for our country. So every time I'm asked, I always I always want to um, as long as the Tigers let me. So this is my second time with the senior team. I'm really grateful that the Tigers let me let me play this year and would love to help the team qualify for the Olympics.
0: And I, I should have said, yes, uh, you are with the Tigers organization, Callan with the Yankees organization, Jacob also a Mississippi state legend um, from Windsor, Ontario, Callan from Langley, British Columbia. So the, we're representing a couple of different provinces here. Um, Callan a first rounder now in the Yankees organization. So Callan, what about you, your team Canada experiences? It's been,
3: it's been great. You know, I, uh, was on the junior national team as well. I'm trying to think what grade my first year was. I might have been in grade 10, potentially, but I know I was there in grade 11, grade 12. Um, and the junior national team was a huge help in my career, um, being in high school, playing against pro competition. That was a you know probably a huge um, help in me getting drafted first round to Texas back in 2010. And then um, I believe 2012 was my first year on the senior national team, and that was that tournament in Regensburg, Germany. I think you were there, right, Alexis?
0: I wasn't, but I caught every minute of it.
3: <laughs> okay, okay. Yes, yeah, so that was my first trip on the senior team, and I've I've done a handful of senior team trips since, uh, fortunately. Um, and
0: want a gold medal?
3: Yeah, yeah, that's right. I won a gold medal, 2015 Pan Am Games in Toronto. That was one of the highlights of my of my uh, baseball career, and uh, and then now, I, and then I missed I missed the trip in 2019 in in Peru. Um, yeah, hoping to qualify here with the guys and play in the Olympics as well.
0: Yeah, this is, I mean, this is going to be a tough question to answer maybe, but, um, or maybe just like a long question to answer, but just what is it, what does it mean to you guys to, to represent the country, to wear the TMC on the chest, to, to be with this group of guys? Um, Kellen, I'll ask you first.
3: It's, uh, it's, it's an incredible opportunity. It's a blessing to play for your country. Um, we all have a lot of passion and pride when we represent our country. You know, there's a lot of our friends and family watching back home. And, uh, you know, the Maple Leaf means a lot to all of us. And uh, international baseball, it's, it's just a different level intensity. So um, we're grateful every time we get that opportunity to represent our country. And You know, we just want to play hard and do our best and, uh, and make our fellow Canadians proud.
0: Jake? How about you?
1: Yeah, tremendous honor. Um, you know, growing up as a high all you dream about is getting to that junior national team. And um, we were just talking about this before the interview, um, me and Degs just talking about if we were not on that junior national team, what would have happened in our careers? And i um, so thankful to get on that team and now sort of being on the other end of it. Uh, helping the senior team, you know, there's a lot of really really good baseball players here and they've had tremendous careers. They offer awesome guidance. And it's just like, it's a great community uh, and culture here. And it's totally different than professional baseball. I mean, everybody's trying to make it to the big leagues. They're scratching and clawing. Uh, There's a lot less caring about actually winning the game uh, as, as bad as that sounds. Whereas here, it's like, we're doing everything we can to win. We're, we're doing everything we can to score the next run. And it's not so much, what's my batting average? You know, all that stuff goes out the window. And it's just like, let's just compete um, for your teammates. Like I said, tremendous honor. And, and, you know, we're really going into this tournament with high hopes. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be lots of fun. On
0: this squad in particular, do you guys consider yourselves like, tweeners between the the veteran older guys and the newbies or like where are you guys
1: at uh I definitely consider myself a younger one of the younger guys you know there's guys who played in the big leagues here over in Asia both um you know so they they've been around the block and they know what they're doing and I don't know maybe some of them don't throw as hard as they used to but they're still really good. And it's just like pretty amazing to see. Like I was just watching, uh, Axford, for example, I was watching his bullpen today and it was just like amazing, like the focus and, you know, pinpoint accuracy. It's just like, I know he's, he's played for a long time. And so he should be really good at that, but it's just, if you pay attention to the little things, even Matheson as well, I mean, he played for a long time, made a lot of money. So, um, just, they're just pros and you can still learn from, from guys, uh, even if they're not on your, your professional team.
0: Kelly, do you feel like, like a veteran who's like a young veteran or where are you at?
3: <laughs> yeah, I you know. I just turned 29 earlier this month. So <laughs> I feel like, uh, uh, like a young veteran now, um, in previous trips, I've always felt young, but now, you know, I'm, I'm definitely in the you know, a younger veteran because we have some young A-ball guys, you know, throw hard, got good stuff. And now it's it's like I'm kind of in the mix between those guys and then the guys who, you know, like Richie, Scotty, and Axford who have been on the team for, you know, a long time. So, you know, I, th- I think I'm just kind of in the middle. And, you know, I work with the pitchers and the position players. So it's, it's a pretty good fit, I think.
0: And I mean, speaking of guys who've been around the block, I brought in a surprise—somebody who wants to talk to you guys about getting to the Olympics, somebody who has been to the big leagues, somebody who's a, also a Team C legend, and who just wanted to join us—the pride of Dorchester, Ontario, of course. Chris Robinson wanted to to lend his his Olympic knowledge to the group.
2: I was oh. feeling it was going to be him. <laughs> What's up, Robbie? holy (laughs) smokes
0: i told them you're you're here to give them olympic prep advice that's your role right now
2: (laughs) you can't you got you got a far left guy that's beautiful and then you got the southwestern ontario that's a good looking guy too i mean what could go wrong that's qualification right there for me
0: how uh, how well do you know each of these guys chris robinson joins the podcast
2: Oh man, this is being recorded. It tells me right, so I got to be careful. One hundred percent. Well, I mean, Jacob, he was in at CFS as, as as a little guy. So I mean, it was it's been fun to watch his career and growing up and watching him play, and look forward to continuing watching him play, qualifying for the Olympics and playing in the big leagues. All the good stuff he's got ahead of him. And I mean, Dags, I think one of my favorite baseball memories of all time was me caddying for you for for a whole uh, for a whole couple of weeks there. And I don't know whether it was such a great memory that just because we won or because you played so well, I didn't have to play. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no,
3: you were great. And uh, I didn't hit very well at tournament, but you
2: know, well,
3: the pitchers did well and stuff. But no, that was huge. You were I mean, in Germany too, you were huge taking me under your wing because I was so young back then. Well you, hit well, you hit well enough to keep me
2: out of the lineup, so I didn't, I mean... <laughs> How much take, does that
0: really take, though? Yeah, how much didn't does take? That take? A whole, a whole.
2: <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I just I was at the gym this morning because after I saw the roster, I figured I better stay in shape because, like, I mean that's that's a that's a that's a group I'm pretty well I, I know pretty well with all those old arms on there. Holy shit! Yeah. I mean, shoot. Sorry, Lexus. Somebody will
0: come in and bleep it out.
2: It's okay. You, bleep that out. Yeah. <laughs>
0: There are some some old arms. I mean, as, as Kellen, what have you seen from them so far?
3: Um, Axford still got a very live arm. Um, he pitched the other day against Team USA, and the ball was the ball was had had a lot of life, and his command was really good with his fastball. Um, he was he was up to ninety six, sitting ninety five, so um, that was really good to see. Um, Scott Matheson still got a you know. A good, a good fastball and a good slider as well. And, and Richie, he pitched two innings. He up one home run, but like besides that one barrel, he uh, he was keeping him off balance and his off speed was really good. Um, and I got no doubt Robbie could still come back here and play too because that guy, I mean, he he just gets it done. International baseball, Robbie's Robbie's the guy you want on your team, and he's he's finding a way to get the guys to win.
0: I mean, you've been replaced in every way possible. There's even a new Robbie on the team. He's right here. We don't even right. need your nickname.
2: That's that's an easy that's a that's an easy torch being passed there. He runs a lot better than I ever did, though. <laughs> <laughs> among a bunch among a bunch of other things, <laughs> still going to be a tough act to follow. Well, I mean, I I uh, it's exciting to follow. Like for for us, I mean, us old guys, um, you know, it's kind of a nice mix between young and old and. I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't, um, you know, you can't, can't trade off for the, uh, for the experience that tournaments like that. Need, you guys have been in it. You guys have been involved eggs. I mean, you've been doing it, you know, as long as I did with that group. So, I mean, a lot of times, you know, that, that experience and dealing with the adversity, whether it be, well, you guys are good. You don't have to deal with any kind of, you know, questionable food at the hotel or anything like that, or, you know, you have to deal with the questionable umpiring. I'm sure that we always deal with international baseball in a different style. But, I mean, that's a really great mix of guys. I can't imagine that it, it took long for for that group to come together like it always does.
0: Has it? Is that true? Give us the truth now. Jacob's not answering. He's like, we have, have has the group come together like it should, like it does every time?
1: Oh, absolutely. I'm looking out to my right outside. They're all by the pool hanging out. Yeah, lots of camaraderie. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah, we got a
3: really good group of guys. Um, I would say this year on the team, like, when Robbie was on our team and Pete Orr were on the team, like, they were the guys. Like And, like, Renee Tessoni after, you know, after Orr and Robbie were done, like, those are the guys we kind of looked to. And Michael Saunders, they were kind of, you know, like the leaders. And I would say this year it's a little bit more like, um, leader by committee like woody steps up and you know robbie will step up i'll step up here and there like everything mallow like everybody just kind of you know voices what they think and um it just and then on the pitcher side we got richie and Scotty and i would just say it's it's more by committee right now and not as much by individual as it was maybe in the previous couple of trips i was on
2: I think my, uh, my fav- one of my favorite stories of the Pan Am Games team was like Pete and I were rooming together. They put the old guys rooming together, and Francis obviously spent a lot of time in our room. And we, were- we had like our that little apartment complex type thing, and we had one room with Pete and I, and I think it was Haji and uh, O'Neill were in another room. So you can imagine a little bit different age gap there. And we're sitting there wasting time one day, and Pete was trying to figure out like, t- how to get on Twitter. And like you know, we got these two old like Twitter, right? Like it's not TikTok, it's not like Tinder or whatever. It's Twitter, right? So like we're trying to figure it out, and all of a sudden O'Neill pokes his head in, and I'll, I'll use the the uh, PG rated, and he said, "Hey, old guys," he didn't use the word guys, just figure it out. And it was just like, <laughs> thanks, Tyler. <laughs> it's just this, It was this moment where we're like, yeah, we are the old guys now, aren't we? Pete? Can't even figure out Twitter here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm sure you guys figured out a lot of other stuff. I don't know how long you can stay, Chris, but you got to tell us about the Olympic experience.
2: Well, I think the best thing about the Olympics is the food. So that's not enough, like, that's not enough, um, that the carrot being dangled in front. I just remember, like, it's these, you walk into the village and it's got this huge, like, indoor cafeteria. It's like three football fields long. And at the very end, because McDonald's is, like, a main sponsor for the Olympics, it's, like, this, mcdonald's you just walk up and you order whatever you want from mcdonald's and however much of it you want i just i thought it was ironic that here we are like the pinnacle of like the athlete performance and you're walking by everybody from different countries that are just like actual olympians like in great shape and you got like the american and the canadian baseball team just set up shop in front of mcdonald's the whole time just crushing mcnuggets after mcnuggets and a um, but uh, no, I mean it was a great experience. It was it was looking back on it, obviously devastating on the field. We lost, I think, five games by one run. Um, but like as a as an experience as a whole, I mean it was it was right up there with one of the best mom- the best best moments we ever had. And uh, I mean, again, you guys speak to it. I mean, the the group to do it with that group of guys, and I mean that was I mean again we had Ritzma uh, Rial Cormier, who was obviously so fortunate to get to know and, and, uh, such a great, a great person. Sterney was, you know, Sterney was a leader on that team, kept everybody loose. And I mean, the list goes on and on. I don't want to miss anybody, but, um, you know, I was just, it was a, it was a tremendous experience just, and I hope that you guys, you guys get the opportunity because it's so much bigger than baseball. Right. And it sounds cliche, but it, it really is like you walk into that cafeteria and talk about being humbled. I just think as 20, 20 something year old professional athlete thinking I was in pretty good shape right well yeah that was a that what was not the case compared to the swimmers or the the, the European handball players or the summer whoever right everybody you walk by is in a lot better shape than you are as you're sitting in front of crushing your your 300th chicken McNugget of the week
0: <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to go for the McDonald's to, to get the fellas fired up but that's one direction to go I guess yeah for sure.
2: Well, what did you want? Like i, I tried I tried to bounce back and give you some like feel good stuff, Alexis. Like you're supposed to be the one teeing me up here. There's only reason I came on because I trust you to make me sound good. I mean, I don't that do
0: interviews. Mistake. That was your first mistake. <laughs> trusting well, I, me.
2: Yeah, I just answer emails now and send emails out. I don't do any interviews anymore. No one wants to hear what I have to say.
0: <laughs> I mean, obviously, for for you guys too, Jacob and Kellen. Like, I don't want to get too far ahead and look at the Olympics, but like, what gets you? What gets you the most fired up when you're with this with this team and with this group of guys?
1: Um, I just think like just the little things. To be honest with you, I mean, like the other day, I made a couple nice plays in center field, and like I was just like embraced by the dugout, and like that just doesn't happen in most baseball games i mean the fact that these guys it just shows they're all in it and it, even if it's just like pitchers who aren't throwing that day they're fully engaged and like they care they want us to succeed even the guys who are not playing on the field although that they, they probably wish they were um they want us to do well it's not it's not an ego thing i mean that that it's just amazing i think that's that's probably my favorite part just everybody just wants everyone to succeed and we're all in it for for the common goal of of winning the game and getting as far as we can in this tournament
0: thanks what gets you fired up
1: Uh, i I agree with him you know
3: um everybody's pulling for each other um Everybody wants to do their best. Like, everybody wants to get the job done. Like, everybody wants to be the guy to, you know, move the runner or drive in the run or, you know, have a good, you know, throw strikes and get, you know, get their three outs, get us back hitting again. Like, everybody wants to do well. Um, I don't know. We just want to win, compete, and make our our, uh, family and friends proud back home.
0: Obviously, a couple of WBCs ago, Robbie started a fight with Team Mexico. If you guys had to pick oh,
2: <laughs> the fight, he was the one that got hit. I don't know, that was it. A...
0: It was it was your actions that set the wheels in motion. <laughs> so, if you guys had to pick somebody on the current team most likely to to have a fight started because of them, who who would it be?
1: Man. Um...
3: That's a Robbie good one.
0: Time in. You, looked at, you looked at the roster. Who do you think? Me? No, Robbie too. Robbie saw, oh. Robbie saw the roster. He can pick one. He has no nothing at stake here.
2: Well, like, I, I think I, I wouldn't put anything past Gillies. Like, he's always ready to roll. I mean, physically, I mean, he could probably throw half the other team across the field. He's got that Superman strength and body. Um, he,
0: was, he was right in the middle of that Mexico fight also. Yeah, so. he was. That's a good bet.
2: Yeah, Gillies. I mean, he might not start it, but he would definitely have. He'd be one that I'd be hiding behind. That would be my
3: pick too, because in the Pan Am Games, he hit a homer against Puerto Rico, and as he was rounding first, he uh, you know he made the sign to their bullpen like, "Hey, get the next pitcher going." He tapped his arm, so they didn't like that, and the game did get a little bit chippy after that.
1: Yeah, Gillies is, uh, <laughs> this is my first experience. Uh, with him like I just met him on this trip and first of all like great teammate so far but the guy just like does not stop he's like always doing something as long as he's awake he's doing (laughs) something physically and uh that part's pretty amazing and I can only imagine if if you know some blows are being thrown I'm sure he'd be right in the middle of it um another sleeper I'm not sure if this is a sleeper pick either because this is my first experience with him, but Matheson was showing me some of his minor league brawl highlights uh, the other day. So he's a big guy too. So uh, I'm sure he'd be, uh, he'd be eager to get in there.
2: Scott's a sneaky one. Cause he does come off like a super great guy. And then there's a, there's a switch there, right? And there's, you gotta be careful of him. You gotta be careful of Scotty cause there's a snap in there somewhat. I, I played with him since the junior team, love him to death, but it's not always, not always. It, it, sometimes you know it's too nice. It's like, yeah, this guy might have this guy might be too nice, but uh, it's funny. Don't forget about the staff, though, Alexis. I mean, I was in Taiwan, and and you know, next thing you know, a left hand former left handed pitcher slash pitching coach is running across the field, starting a brawl, and Denny Boucher. So don't don't put it by them. <laughs> Tim Leaper's another one that wouldn't be scared to start throwing throwing haymakers. Uh, I mean, those guys not only would they they be involved in it, but I could see either one of those guys starting one.
0: I would, I would let Paul Quantrill stand up for me if I, if I needed some help, I think, too. I would be willing to do that.
2: <laughs> you, Q's the silent one, though. Q's the one that, like, all of a sudden you're, you're eating from a straw for a couple of weeks because, you know, Q just came in and took care of business. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how do you guys describe the team that you have? Like, what – what how, can you put a label on the, the, the grouping, the team, Team Canada style, or just the group that you have right now?
3: Thanks. <laughs> I, would, um, I would say it's it's a good vibe. Like everybody's, um, you know, everybody, want, everybody knows what we're here for. Um, and having been on the teams in the past, I would say it feels like maybe a little bit less intense at the moment. You know, we don't got Renee to Sony banging on the bus, you know, like, but we haven't played a real game. We just played exhibition games. Um, you know, the music on the bus has been, we haven't had the speaker going on the bus yet. Um, it's It feels pretty chill, but everybody, I mean, it's business. Everybody knows, like, what we're, we're doing here, and we're all locked in. We played pretty good in these exhibition games. Um, but, you know, as soon as game one starts, like, we know, like, uh, the intensity is going to pick up with the music and, and um once we sing old Canada on the bus, it I mean everybody just gets super fired up after that. So we're we're in a good spot. I feel pretty comfortable with where everybody's at right now.
0: Who's who's been the best singer and worst singer you've ever heard with a Team Canada? There's been some awful renditions of that national anthem. I'm I'm willing to put a lot of money on that.
1: Um, I think Mulligan is the best and worst at the same time, <laughs> you know, well, you'll, you know what I mean? Um, he's, he's always entertaining and also, uh, another like great guy who's been around and, and, you know, just has leadership, but also can keep the guys loose. Like, I think, I think Degs described it pretty well. Like it is pretty loose right now, but we know when, when game one starts, it's going to be. You know, everyone is going to be ready, and it's just sort of like the calm before the storm right now. But uh, I'd say Mulligan's
2: probably my pick for
1: for both best and worst.
0: Chris, you don't have a pick.
2: I mean, that's a pretty good pick, right? Molly's got his own 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 version of it, but uh, he, uh, I mean, I, I can't think of a better person in the world than Dustin Mulligan in terms of of, of heart, in terms of teammate. And in terms of being able to um, rally a group of guys, um, you know, and, and obviously so so many great teammates on that. And, you know, Dag said it earlier, Jake said it earlier, like to be able to play in a game, especially after you deal with however many years of minor league baseball, where reality is you're, you're kind of on your own to come into a group and to roll over a ball and move a runner to third base and that helps win a ball game. Like that is such a, such a refreshing feeling. I just remember being so refreshed by that. And then to be surrounded by guys like, like, like those, those guys. So, I mean, that doesn't answer your question at all. Um, you know, but I, I think when Molly starts singing, I mean, it, there's there's no place I'd rather be.
3: He's <laughs> another good one. He, he gets, he gets a voice going and, mm-hmm. A lot of LFG's on the bus too, that's for sure. What are, what are the,
0: what's the, what are the biggest like highs and lows in a tournament that is like do or die every day matters so much. Like, how do you, how do you get into that and ready for that and everything that comes along with it?
1: I think when we found out the format of the tournament, the fact that it's not so much of a playoff, it's more overall record. Um, And it it may come down, the tiebreaker comes down to runs scored. So we know, and we've reviewed this, we've had meetings, like we know every single run counts. We were just talking about it today. If we're up six, nothing in the fourth inning, like we need to run the score up and that's not disrespect to the other team, but if it comes down to it, like we're not going out based on that. So it's sort of pedal to the metal. It's, it's not like, what I am used to, you know, in a minor league game, if you're up five, nothing in the seventh inning, you don't bunt, you don't steal, you know, you're not really swinging three Oh, pretty much. Um, so it's kind of like what Robbie was saying. It's so much of the game now is tools and analytics and it's, those things can be great and they can be used um, properly. But I think some people forget about sort of the grittiness of, of baseball and the best teams have I guess a mix of both. And we definitely have both here.
0: I feel like that was a sneaky shout out to, to Chris too.
2: A tremendous answer though. Holy smokes. What an answer. Thank you. <laughs> oh.
0: But how many people after you bunted against Mexico? How many people, how many people knew? what the run what the run rules were or understood the what you needed to do and how many you know how this international style baseball works how many people just like assumed that was not what you were thinking or made judgments
2: well there's about 25 of the Mexican team that didn't really understand it Uh, by by their actions um, you know Rick Brenneria manager knew it Um, he's a good friend and I I don't know I mean it was a it was a heat of the battle thing I always say it was a it was lost in translation a language barrier issue Um, but uh, you know Jake said it best I mean it's about it's about playing nine innings right and and whether you agree with it or not you don't want to lose out by by a lack of a run or 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 giving up a extra run here and there and um, until that rule changes, or if it ever does, I mean, you have to play for, for nine innings, right? And that's how – I'm sure that's how Greg and Ernie and the staff put the team together to, to um, you know, to, to play nine innings of baseball every day.
0: And, I mean, I guess, Kellen, I'll ask you, how different are the, the emotions attached to these games than just any regular or other games that you've ever played?
3: It's um... – It's more emotional. There's more intensity um, than, you know, minor league baseball. And I'm honestly, like, this trip, I feel like I'm in in a better spot, I think, to handle some of this. So I think in years past, I look back, I I let the game speed me up a little bit. And I I got a little bit... um, chase happy and in, in the last Pan Am games 2015 I was you know trying to do too much so I think this trip I'm just I'm going to do my best to slow the calm the nerves slow down the heart rate and just try to take what the game um you know what what the pitcher offers me what the game offers just try to make the one play take it one pitch at a time that way I don't um let the game speed up on me too much cuz it's going to be re- real intense
0: and Jacob, I mean, where's the balance between you have a super supportive team that is, you know, on you in the dugout with you every step of the way versus like, so you have kind of some uh, the ability to relax, but then you have the intensity just like ramped right up of these games. Like, where's the balance of that?
1: Yeah, it's, you know, in a minor league game, if you go 0 for four and you win the game, uh, I, you know, you fight that that feeling to be like my batting average just went down this much, you know, whatever here. It's like, if we win the game, it doesn't matter if I went over five with five strikeouts. It's just, it's about winning the game. The stats are totally out the window. So in that way, the pressure's off and knowing everyone in the dugout just wants so badly for you to succeed. The outfielder on this team, I'm I don't even know who it will be Um, when I'm up. They're not wishing they were there instead of me. I'm sure they would like to be there, but rather they want me to succeed. in that way. It makes it easy to perform and knowing that if I make a mistake, you know, the guy behind me wants even more badly to pick me up and uh, no one's going to judge me. No one's going to take it personally. If I go out there and just play hard uh, for the team and just whatever we do, just make sure it follows the goal of helping the team win that game. So it is more emotional, but the, the selfishness that comes with minor league baseball and professional baseball, frankly, is sort of totally out the window.
0: Is there anybody on the team, the young guys, the new guys who have really, really stood out in these first couple of days?
1: I think some of the young pitchers, uh, I think we got like four young guys. I think they're in A-ball. Yeah, like they they've shown some some great stuff. Um, I was watching Ben Onishko from center field and uh, yeah, he's kind of got that slinging arm slot lefty. Um, you know, his ball is moving all around. He has a really good slider. If he can command his stuff, I think he's going to be really good. I don't I don't see too many people barreling him up. So I'll give a shout out to Ben there.
0: Were you catching him, Kelly?
1: Yeah, I caught his first inning, then JD caught his second inning.
3: But I agree with um, Robbie that um, like we have a good mix of some of these young guys have really good stuff, and just a matter of like um, getting them in strike zone and um, you know you know keeping them in the zone. And then we got the older guys; some of them still have really good stuff, and they then they can pitch. And some guys don't have as good of stuff, but they can really pitch. So it's a really good mix. I feel like on the staff.
0: And I will wrap this up shortly. Let you guys get to the pool. But Chris, I'll ask you: like, what did it mean just to be an Olympian? What does that mean to you, still?
2: Um, well, I mean, they say like it's it's funny. They they would always promote that you're always an Olympian, right? I mean, you're only a professional baseball player for a certain amount of time, and but you're always an Olympian. So, I mean, you're in a very elite group as 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 minor league as a professional baseball player. You're in a very elite group. Um, you know, as a Obviously, I, I don't want to say it's cliche because it's the truth. Like you hear these guys talk and, and talk about the brotherhood and the fraternity and what it means to be with that group. Um, you know, it's just reiterated over and over and over and over and over again by every player that's ever played there. So to be a part of that brotherhood, and then even more so to be a part of that small group that that's, you know, an Olympian um as I said I mean it's a different it's a it's a it's not a it's more than a baseball experience um it's something you can draw upon I was fortunate to have you know my wife and and my mom and dad there with me um to experience that I mean we we experienced we were at the when you say we were in the in the stadium the night Usain Bolt broke the 100 meter uh record and I mean we were we were uh 10 cent beers, uh, several 10 cent beers deep. And it was like the whole experience and, and being able to the, the opening ceremonies were, were one of the greatest memories I'll ever have. And just, as I said, the whole experience of it is bigger than baseball. And thankfully because the baseball was, was a little bit disappointing because of the, how many tight games we lost. But uh, I mean, it's exciting. It's exciting to watch. I mean, we're, the, the former guys are as invested in this as everybody. And that's part of the brotherhood, right? I mean, when we, I saw the other day, CBC is going to stream it. I mean, it's exciting. We have a group chat of about five or six former, former, uh, former team Canada guys that are excited to follow it as much as, as much as the guys that, that have played there before. So, I mean, without getting too cliched, I mean, we're all behind these guys and um, you know, it's a, it's an exciting time. And I mean, the thing about Team Canada, the thing about this group, the thing that I think will help them qualify is just, the word was used earlier, I think, by Robbie, but the grit. Like, Canadians just have a grit to them when they come to this tournament, these types of tournaments where, you know, we deal with adversity. We've been there. I mean, especially with the with some of the veterans that they have put together. Dags is going to be running the show, right? So, I mean, he's been there forever and knows what, it, what it's like to, you know, not get calls go the way, know what it's like to be down, knows what it's like to be up. Um, you know, it's a huge advantage for the Canadian group because you can put a roster together with a bunch of former all-stars and a bunch of, you know, great players. Um, But international baseball, that doesn't always, that doesn't always correlate to wins. Right. And, and you put a group with a lot of grit together, a lot of experience, a lot of times that can't. So, I mean, we're excited to follow you guys. And Alexis, I I haven't missed playing baseball for a single day since I stopped. And then you asked me to (laughs) chat and now I'm sitting there thinking, man, like, Oh, yeah, I, I, I miss being with a voice. <laughs> so thanks
0: for that. <laughs> oh, anytime. This is, uh, if, if it's anything, I love to make people talk. So that's that's my job. Jacob, what excites you the most about the, this opportunity that you guys have?
1: Yeah, Robbie said it really well. You know, obviously having experienced it, but thinking about this opportunity is just, it is more than baseball. It's it's sports and athletics in general, and it goes, you know, back way back in history to it's just, it's, it's amazing to me. And like being a baseball player, all you want to do is make it to the big leagues and you don't really think about other opportunities like this that can arise. And there are guys who have played in the big leagues for 10, 15, 20 years who never went to the Olympics. So it's just a unique, a very unique, opportunity and I'm really glad that that we have this chance really to make it because you know I just like so many people I grew up watching the Olympics and it's just so amazing you know I found myself watching sports that I would never normally pay attention to and just sort of marvel at at the skill and how hard these these people work so hopefully if we get there you know people will be watching us and thinking the same thing about us
0: Kellen, what would it mean to you to be an Olympian?
1: It would mean a lot.
3: <laughs> it would be a special, incredible, something. Yeah, like Robbie has for the rest of his life, being an Olympian. Um, and, you know, this, this team, we won in 2011, the Pan Am Games, won in 2015, and we came second in 2019. So, like, even though maybe we don't have a ton of all-stars like some of these other teams in the tournament do. Um, We, we know like we can win on the big stage. We've done it before and um, we really want to be there. We want to be in the Olympics with those other five teams. And we feel like we can play at, at that level. I mean, we beat Japan in the exhibition series before the tournament in Seoul, Korea, I mean, we've beaten U.S. in the Pan Am Games numerous times. So, like, we know what we're capable of, and we just want to get it done.
0: And the the final question to to cap off the podcast, I think, is the most important one. If you get to the Olympics, will you get the tattoo, and where will you get it?
2: I was going to say that. I was going to say not to mention you guys have to get a terrible tattoo, that I'll (laughs) read it. But you will question it at times in your life, but uh, yeah, you'll have to, you have to follow suit with that.
0: Robbie, where's yours? Where's yours? Tell them, give them the example. Uh, it's
2: on my arm. Yeah. I'm not showing it off. Cause it's, you know, it's got like faded. It's like three rings. It's like, yeah, but you know, it still means something to me.
0: Kellen, would you do it?
3: I don't have any tattoos, but I would definitely consider it if we
2: went to the Olympics. <laughs> the cop answer (laughs) of course you're gonna do it you have to do it
3: I never thought about it till now but yeah maybe I mean if I'm an Olympian
1: might have to pull the trigger for that one
0: Jacob how do you feel about it
1: yeah I've got a few other ones so it won't be like I'm breaking the seal or anything I've thought about it I'll probably get it somewhere on my arm um yeah, I think it would be cool just to, you know, people don't even have to ask you about it. If they just see it. They'll be like, man, that guy, what, that guy's got to be good at something. So, um, yeah, I think I would get it for sure.
2: That, that can work backwards too, Robbie, though, right? Because if you're walking down the beach and now that you have a dad bod someday that you will and they uh, it's like serious. They're questioning you. They're like, OK, like this guy must be a huge Olympics fan like this guy can, couldn't possibly be an Olympian. Um, but Hey, you know what? Like I love watching the Olympics too. This guy obviously takes it to another level and, and, uh, and loves it. So it can backfire sometime, but it's definitely a conversation piece. I still think it'll be worth it in the end, no matter what. <laughs> I don't think it's backfiring on you, Robbie. Your arms look pretty big here on Zoom. <laughs> well, I told you when Alexis said I was going to be on today, I went for a quick pump. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think you putting the dad bod on, on Jacob right here is a good way to, to end this one. <laughs> and, and we'll have to have another podcast. I would love to do more of this, but uh, hopefully our Baseball America audience enjoyed the Canadian takeover. So I will just say thank you to you guys and for, for doing this and good luck at the tournament.
3: Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Good to see you, Robbie.
2: Well, this is awesome seeing you. As I said, it, it was the first time I've missed playing baseball in uh, I think what eight nine years now so good luck I mean as I said we're we're fired up we're, we're living every pitch with you guys and Alexis thanks for bringing me on and uh, making me uh, relevant for maybe what 15 minutes again so thank you